back. Justin Kinner, Kev Nash with you here on Dayton's ESPN radio station. We are Dayton's home of the Cincinnati Reds. And for the first time in a long time, we could potentially be talking about Reds baseball in the playoffs right here on 1410 ESPN radio starting next week. But uh, regardless of when the playoffs start, it already feels like the playoffs for your Reds as they, of course, are off today. But they will be beginning a three-game series with uh, heading into the weekend with the Twins, I'm sorry, to close out the weekend. And that, to me, is a playoff series. The Reds have been in playoff mode for the last 10 games. And for whatever reason, it took 50 games to get them going, but they're off and rolling and they're playing their best baseball with still some, you know, weaknesses here and there, but they're playing good enough baseball to put themselves in the hunt. And joining us now to talk about your Cincinnati Reds, we have the Hall of Famer, Hal McCoy, joining us. Hal, it's been a while. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Justin? Good. I appreciate you taking time and hanging out with us. And I was joking throughout the show that uh, I've interviewed you many, many times. And, of course, we always talk Reds. And uh, in the years that I've interviewed you talking Reds, we've never talked about a Reds team that's above 500 this late in the season. That didn't seem like it was possible even about a week and a half, two weeks ago. What, in your opinion, has all of a sudden shifted with this team? Is it David Bell? Is it is it the pitching? Is it, what is it, if you could put your finger on it? Well, they've had the pitching most of the year, and uh, it has really stepped up uh, in the last couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, you uh, saw what Trevor Bauer did last night. He was a man on a mission. And uh, Louis Castillo uh, was uh, 0-5, and he's won his his last four or five games and is looking uh, unhittable. So I think mostly it's the starting pitching stepping up because the Reds are still relying on the home run, and that works very well in Great American Ballpark, but uh, we'll see uh, if they make the playoff, how uh, that transitions to the postseason. So with that, with the, the way they've been playing, I mean, you kind of alluded to it, too, again, just relying on the home run ball, uh, but they head into this series with the Twins, and there's so many different, you know, seeding scenarios, playoff scenarios heading in. Uh, I mean, what's your main concern for this series with the Twins coming up, and do you see a scenario where we're not talking about this team in the postseason after these three games? could very well happen you know the twins want to win the american league central so they have something to play for too and uh that's the tough part they are a very good team they are playing at home uh it would not surprise me to see them uh, sweep the reds and it would not surprise me to see the reds sweep them because uh, the reds are also a team on a mission and in these last two weeks you've seen a different team as far as uh, attitude and uh, sense of urgency and uh having fun playing the game and uh, doing what it takes to win. So uh, every game is a playoff game from now on, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. And who knows how it's going to turn out. It's going to come down probably to the last day of the season. We have Hall of Famer Hal McCoy with us here talking Cincinnati Reds again off tonight. They got a huge win last night. They swept the Pirates. They took two or three from the White Sox, two or three from the Brewers off tonight and hoping to close out the season on a high note, uh, taking a few from the uh, from the Twins and hopefully punching their ticket into the postseason. Uh, Hal, we all know just how different the season has been because of the coronavirus. And, it's you know, again, we're just grateful to even have baseball right now at the moment. But last night, I mean, just you've seen so many big games at Great American Ballpark or home games for Cincinnati regardless of the ballpark. How wild would have Great American Ballpark been last night had that been a sold-out GABP? It would have been total insanity. I mean, <laughs> Reds fans are so hungry for a winner and so hungry to play meaningful games uh, in this part of the season that, uh, you know, uh, Cincinnati fans are great baseball fans and they've had absolutely nothing to cheer about for the last five years. And, uh, you know, like I said, it would have been totally insanity in that ballpark. 
how they win this weekend. They, you know, they'll, they'll be a playoff team here in 2020, but are they, in your eyes, a playoff team moving forward? Are there still too many deficiencies for Reds fans to invest into this being a long-term thing, or is this just something just to enjoy for this year and, and see how the offseason unfolds? Yeah, I think you better enjoy this uh, truncated season. Uh, had it not been uh, uh, the way it is this year, the Reds would not be in the playoffs, and uh, people would wonder what's going to happen. Uh, you don't know if Trevor Bauer is going to come back. You don't know if uh, Nick Castellanos is going to uh, uh, opt out. Uh, there's just going to be a whole bunch of uh, questions about next year. And so even though this is a uh, shortened and truncated and different season, uh, the fans better enjoy it. People get annoyed with me because of how critical I am of David Bell, and I know that's the easy thing to do. When a team's not winning, you blame the manager, you blame the coach, you blame whoever's in charge. Um, but, uh, again, we know that with his you know, father being in the front office, I'm not calling for anyone's job at this point. I mean, it's been two seasons, and they've played their best. They've responded well down the stretch and are on the verge of potentially punching their ticket to the postseason. Uh, but is how much of a concern has the, you know, has the team's performance been under David Bell, and has this last 10-game stretch really kind of eased some of those conversations? Well, it probably has eased it a little bit, but uh, uh, David is so uh, monosyllabic, and you, know, you don't know whether he's excited or not, uh, and I don't know if that uh, uh, goes over to the players uh, or not, whether uh, you know his low-key attitude has failed to uh, uh, make this team more exciting and, and make them uh, uh, you know, more excited about what's going on, but... Uh, yeah, these last few games has probably quieted things. Uh, I have noticed uh, less and less uh, demand for his head. But, uh, you know, we shall see. It's uh, like when they had Dusty Baker, everybody was for him until the playoffs. And then everybody said he can't win in the playoffs, and they wanted his head. And, you know, be careful what you ask for because uh, the team hasn't been very, very good since he left. But uh, David Bell makes some curious uh, decisions. Uh, uh, I, I don't know how much... Uh, uh, Kino is a leadoff hitter, one of the left-handers. He's not a leadoff guy in my estimation, but uh, so far what he's doing the last couple of weeks is working uh, uh, thanks to the solid pitching. Now, when, like when we say that, so for instance, like when he makes a lot of those questionable the, the decisions, I've noticed that a lot of the question, questionable decisions are based on more of an old school view of thinking, and I'm not accusing you of that. I have that as well. So with that being said, is he making questionable calls like in today's baseball? Because like I mean, I get ripped on Twitter if I even question David Bell's decision making at all. Because you have a certain pocket of fans that say they know more about baseball than than anyone that criticizes David Bell's decision making. So I'm curious: is he making the right calls in the eyes of the front office, in your opinion? Because we may think he's making questionable decisions, but is he making the decisions that fit what the front office is wanting out of the advanced analytics era? I'm sure that has a big, big part of it. Uh... The front office is stuffed with uh, analytical people, and they're playing the analytical game. And uh, I'm sure he's doing uh, uh, what the computer says should be done. Uh, I just uh, sometimes it baffles me that uh, a left-hander will start a game for the other team, and about the fifth or sixth inning, they bring a right-hander in, and he immediately puts in uh, all of his left-handed hitters. So then, mm-hmm. if the team brings a left-hander back in late in the game, uh, he has nobody left to. Uh, to face a left-hander, so that's just something that I have noticed, but uh, I'm sure that that's what the front office wants him to do, and he wants to keep his job, so he's going to manage uh, the way they want him to manage. 
And that, that's why I wanted to ask that because, again, we assume he's not, you know, he's making questionable decisions. But if he's doing it by the book, and I remember, you know, Schlemmer and I used to talk about that all the time. We could be critical all we want, but if at the end of the day he's doing what the front office is telling him to do and calling it by the book, you know, he could defend himself that way. It's going to be interesting. Bottom line is they're winning, and it feels good to talk about a team that's in position right now to be playing in October, which has been quite a long time since that has happened. But let's fast forward through October, how, whether they're in the postseason or not. You mentioned Trevor Bauer earlier. Um, I have not been high on on the Reds making him a priority moving forward, but with how good he has been, and just the, not just the, the talent uh, perspective, but the, the vocal leader. Like, I, he just has a certain edge about him that sometimes rubs me the wrong way, but I know in the, in the locker room or in the clubhouse and dugout, that can bode well for a team that you talked about a manager earlier that doesn't provide that energy how much of a priority do you believe the Reds are going to make re-signing him in the offseason regardless of whether you think he will want to be here how much of a priority will the Reds make him in wanting him to be here yeah that's tough to discern since uh, we don't have much access to uh, the players in the front office these days but uh, I think they would make it a little bit of a priority I'm like you I don't think they should break the bank to sign this guy uh, I know he has said that he will only sign one-year contracts, but uh, recently he came out and said if the right offer came along, uh, he would sign a multi-year deal for the right money. But I don't think the Reds can afford to uh, make what he would probably command. So uh, I don't think it's that great of an issue for them to uh, bring him back. Plus, uh, we saw what he did when they brought him here last year. So, you know, which ter- Trevor Brower is going to be around for the next two or three years. All right, the Hall of Famer, Hal McCoy, good enough to take time and talk a little Cincinnati Reds baseball with us, a big series with the Twins coming up this weekend. Hal, I'll send you out with this. You've done this for a few years. I think you've done it for like a year or two, if I'm not mistaken. No, you've covered this team for many, many decades, um, and this has been a very difficult season, not just for the players and managers and front office and personnel to adapt to, but, um, you know, sports media, just fans. I mean, everyone has had a hard time adapting to just how different this season has looked. How I don't want to say how respected is this postseason going to be, but what's your gut telling you on how this is going to be perceived? I mean, you have bubble sites. I think baseball didn't want they wanted to take out as much of the risk as possible of having teams you know miss weeks at a time due to the virus. What's this postseason going to look like to you? And what's your gut telling you on how you're going to feel about it? Yeah, it's totally different. I mean, the whole 2020 is totally different for the entire world, and uh, baseball is no different. So it is going to be different. Uh, but as far as uh, you know, the postseason, most people watch it on TV anyway. Uh, the only thing that's going to uh, be different is, you know, no fans in the stands. Uh, have we gotten used to that? Well, uh, I haven't. It still seems kind of bizarre to watch a ball game and see all those empty seats. And I'm sure it carries over to the ballplayers some, too. Uh, I know the Reds players, you know, keep saying they would love to have fans in the stands cheering them on and, and uh, how raucous it would have been uh, last night with what uh, the team did. So, totally different atmosphere and a, and a totally different game going on right now all right hal thank you so much uh, for taking time and hanging out with us browns in washington this weekend who you got i got the browns of course all the way there we go there we go that's all i needed to hear hal thank you so much you take care thanks justin you too thanks for having me on buddy anytime all right there he is the hall of famer hal mccoy always appreciate catching up with him all right that wraps up the first part of hour number three we still got plenty more to get into we talked about the browns in washington coming up this weekend hal mccoy just gave his pick we should have him be the celebrity picker for this week we are going to be doing the celebrity guest pickers for the upcoming buckeye season so excited about that college football i wanted to do it for all the college football but seeing as some start here some start there 
is what it Way is. too much work. All right, our <laughs> NFL Pick'em segment coming up next. Don't go anywhere.